Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to the August 19th edition of Church Information and Open Forum here on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett, Sr. Reverend Barnett has been on the battlefield for civil rights, human rights, social justice, and climate rights for over 40 years. Good morning, Reverend Barnett, and how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Leon, and how are you doing? I'm fine. Well, I am too, because I get to dialogue with one of the greatest activists in the history of activism, right here on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Yes, it is. It is a thing. There are some things that we need to discuss this morning. Uh, some of the most horrendous crimes being committed by the police have been committed, really, by the Dallas Police Department. But we don't see it that way because of the way the media covers things and cover things up. Mm. Take Bolton John's uh, murder. Amber Geiger, the police woman, that murdered him in his own apartment. Hmm. And when we go along and thinking about it, I, I, I saw something the other day where his sister, Bolton John's sister, mm-hmm. has written a book about this. And I was right in my thinking the whole time about that. Do you remember when uh, their 18-year-old brother got up and apologized, not apologized, but told Ember Geiger that he forgave her? Yeah, and gave her the big hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gave her the big hug. I knew that was the right thing at the wrong time. It was. Okay. Yeah, she's supposed to forgive. But don't do it like that when such a horrendous act has been perpetrated upon you. And if you go back and notice, I looked it up. Ever since that boy did that, the police shootings went wild all over the nation. Ah. Because okay. what he's doing... Uh, Christian forgiveness they take it as and our religion say let me shoot them they not, they're not they're not going to do anything about it they, but mm. I call it mm. weakness and I, and I remember uh, uh, a shooting in Dallas it's worse than that <laughs> there were two young boys that went down on the creek 
You know that creek down there, right down the street from my house, Five Mile Creek? Uh, not off the top of my head, but take go go ahead anyway. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, these little boys been down there as little boys, 10, 12 years old, 10, 11, like that, down there on the creek fishing, little boys. Mm-hmm. They came up out of the creek and walked up to Polk Street and 67. Mm-hmm. Now, these little boys. At this time, this was a predominantly white neighborhood. Ah, uh, been, been a while back. Mm-hmm. But, but they went into this restaurant right there. The restaurant was really facing Highway 67. And they went in there to get some water. And there was a police officer in there, playing closely, sitting in there, talking. He says, they said, that, uh, he and this lady that run the restaurant were talking. And all of a sudden, he pulled his gun out. He killed both them little boys. Really? Yeah. See, some of the most horrendous acts ever happened with police happened here in Dallas. Mm. Now, two little bitty boys, and they die in there getting water, and the police shoot and kill both of them, two brothers. Mm. This situation, see, there are some things here that has not been addressed. I know at the funeral that preachers was jumping up and down and we going to do something right. It ain't, ain't Buster Great. <laughs> this was in 1974. Ah, Okay. They haven't busted a grape doing anything. No justice. Uh, it should be no peace, but they got peace after no justice. Mm. It's a sad situation. And I'm sure I got some listeners that remember things like this. How horrendous some of these murders were in Dallas. Now, you can search nationwide. You will rarely find the murders the way they happened in Dallas. Mm. Now, the young man that apologized to Amber Geiger, the police woman that that killed both and John, is somewhere around she's in prison down in in Gatesville all down there. And as soon as her trial was over and she was sentenced, she went, she went and filed for a change of venue and a change of everything so she could get out of jail. Mm-hmm. She didn't think it was nothing to kill a black man. Mm-hmm. She felt like she shouldn't have gone to jail for that. <laughs> for that murder. Black lives don't matter. I still think there's something behind this that uh, we are, we're not being told. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Since you I mentioned that. Have you ever mistake your apartment for another apartment? <laughs> no real apartment. Usually, Even when drunk. If a black man had to be at that, she would have blowed his head He's in there eating ice cream and watching television and get killed. 
in his own house. Wow. And they still, I think they gave her, what, nine years? I think it was something like that. Mm -hmm. It was a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it could have been a lot stronger penalty. Mm -hmm. Don't do that no more. Don't do that, you know. Next time, kill too, you know. (laughs) This is the attitude. That's the attitude with that whole situation. So, and with those two little boys, I think those little boys, see, they were preacher's children. Believe it or not. These were preacher's little boys. And they killed them and got away. Mm. This, this cop killed What's that, like that, uh, the Mexican kid the, who they just had the anniversary? Uh, Santos, the, Santos, right. Put the gun to his head, yeah, played well. Russian roulette. <laughs> wow. I see, at the time, the cops stayed right behind me in some apartments over in Oak Lawn area. And I knew him. I, see, I used to see him every day, that cop. Hmm. And you could tell he was, he had an attitude about him. Mm-hmm. That he, he really wanted him to kill him somebody. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had an attitude. Hmm. Terrible attitude. And uh, they go and have these attitudes. And the reason why things uh, happen like this is because they feel like they'll be vindicated. Mm-hmm. And that charge, especially with the charge that's in relation to the crime that they they committed, mm-hmm. and we are so numb or kneel or whatever we are. <laughs> I know it's apathetic, apathetic, mm-hmm. indifferent, mm-hmm. things like this, afraid, cowardly. We we, we should never ever. Forget things like this that happen to us. Nope. See, they bring up both. They they bring this up. They bring up this other because Hispanics made that a big issue and wouldn't let it die. Mm-hmm. But guess who really march? You see that march when uh, uh, when this young Hispanic boy was killed? He was twelve. Have you seen pictures of that march? Mm, little here and there pieces. That was a long time before yeah. I got to Dallas. Yeah, I know. They, they showed on that. But what they don't show you, a big portion of those people that were out there marching behind this boy's murder, they were black. Mm-hmm. Blacks got out there. It was a black person turning that motorcycle over and burning. Ah. Uh, okay. I know the guy. I'm, looking, I'm, I'm standing no more than 20 feet from him when he did it. Oh, so you were there? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> we march with them. Ah, uh, okay. They, kill. they don't march with us. Right. That's, that's an important point. We march with them. Mm-hmm. And things that are going on we always quick to want to jump to help somebody else when we need help more than anybody. Right. Right. It's a sad situation. Uh, Things that are going on. 
since you mentioned that, Reverend Barnett, I want to put a little bit more into that. This is what you're saying. The the young, the veteran, Donnell Lane, <laughs> when he went to uh, try to use the restroom in a pizza place, and he said, I'm a veteran, I have a medical issue, and I have a document to show that, can I use your restroom? Mm-hmm. Well, they told him, no, you can't use the restroom. And he says, but I need to use the restroom. I'm a veteran. I got a medical problem. So he tries to get uh, DPD to help him, and they don't help him. And then they, they talk about him and laugh about it. And I thought that was very inhumane. And, and now, was this the Dallas police? Absolutely. What year was this, you know? This was August 8th. This was all, yeah. Mm-hmm. August 8th. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, let me see. The June, the, the incident happened on June the 10th. Of what year? This year. This year? Yeah, absolutely. It was on the news. He went to use the restroom mm-hmm. and they would not allow nope. him to use the restroom? Would not allow him to use the restroom. Now, yes, he was a veteran, but most of all, he's an American citizen. Absolutely. And he had a document saying that he had a medical problem that he showed them, and they wouldn't look at his documents. So they just, he ended up doing it on himself. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was all, I did, uh, how did I miss this story? I don't know, but it happened, and you can just Google it up. Uh, his name is, uh, what's his name again? His name is Dynell, D-Y-N-E-L-L, Lane. And he was talking at the police review board uh, meeting uh, earlier this month. Mm-hmm. And the video, they showed the video of the officers joking about how they made him, you know, urinate on himself or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was funny to them. So I thought when you mentioned police misconduct, I thought that, well, this is exactly what another example of it is. This is, this, this is utterly ridiculous. Now, was this young man from Dallas? I don't know whether he was from Dallas or not, but he's an African-American uh, U.S. veteran. So now, what restaurant was this? It's called Serious Pizza. Serious Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is where is it located? Let me see. Where, let me look this up. Hang on, just a second. Just a second here. As soon as this phone wakes up. Let's see. Let me spell it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's on Elm Street. On Elm Street. So we know it's near downtown. 2807 Elm Street. That's in downtown. Almost in downtown. The 2800 block. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't let him use the restroom? Nope. And he, pizza. And I could have seen if he would, you know, well, 
you looking kind of rough. You know, we don't know what condition you're going to leave it in. But the guy looks like a pretty respectable guy. He's a veteran. You know, he was head suit town at the uh, police oversight board meeting. He's presented a document saying that he had a medical problem that caused him to not be able to control his, you know. Uh, yeah, and so why would you decline him? I mean, that's inhumane. I'll be your brand. This happened in August year 2023. This happened June the 10th, 2023. June mm-hmm. And it just now got hit the news uh, when the gentleman at the, testified in August at the police review board hearing. I'll be John Brown. This, this is utterly and you said the name of this place is Serious Pizza. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, people, do you hear that? <clears throat> do you hear what's happening in 2023? Now, they want to bring people in from Croatia by the thousands of millions and spend billions of dollars on them during the own war on a nation that was too cheap, too tight to join NATO right after the end of World War II. Mm. And they might even someday want to call us to go go to battle for these people. Mm-hmm. People like them, Europeans. I hear the movie plan. We'll take a short break, and y'all can join our conversation at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're back. And Rev. Martin, you ready to take some calls? Yes, uh, they can reach us at 972-647-1893. One eight nine three. If any of you remember the two little boys that was killed in this restaurant by the Dallas police, a Dallas policeman. This was I realized it's been a long time ago, it was nineteen seventy four. But I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, this was a little after Santos Rodriguez. Mm. They both fought uh, Kane was the policeman named they they killed. Santos, and I'm trying to think of this guy's name, but we don't want want those boys. That, that we don't want that ever forgotten. Mm-hmm. Some of the most heinous crimes ever committed by uh, against a citizen. The Dallas police have done. It. Believe me, and we shouldn't ever allow this to be forgotten. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh have we got any calls yet? Absolutely. All right. Bring it on. Uh Reverend Barnett, good good morning, and we have uh Steve on line two. Steve? All yes. Right. All right. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Good morning to you, Leon. Morning. Good morning. Uh, I remember those uh, atrocities. 
the Santos uh, atrocity happened in 73. And like you said, those two boys that uh, died happened in 74. You remember that, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. And I remember Al Lipska uh, uh, protesting with the Hispanic while walking down the street. I remember that also. Uh, it was more than Al out there. And now, no, because I know most of your callers are, are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Uh, yes. And this is the reason I'm calling. We mm-hmm. have everything to eat. We've got the Black Lawyers Association. We've got uh, the Divine Nine. We've <laughs> got all of these organizations. A lot mm-hmm. of the uh, leaders are making six figures. Mm-hmm. Driving new cars. It's time to lose the $2,500 suits and put the $75 overalls on <laughs> and hit the city. <laughs> That's what it's time to do. Yeah. If we don't do it, then we have nobody to blame but ourselves. And I'm finished with that. All right. We thank you for your call and comment. Thank you. Clear the line, 972-647-1893. He said we have the resources to really combat anything to come against us. Mm-hmm. But some way, somehow, we never seem to get those resources jump-started. Right. To really go into action for real, for real action, right? And don't be scared. These lawyers don't have to research because black people use lawyers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we use lawyers. And they lawyers. They, they 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 black people do this. So we have no <laughs> Yes. Who, who do we have on the line, Pierre? All right, President Burnett. We have uh, Joe on uh, line three. Joe? Joe, yeah. Joe, okay. Yeah. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Nett. You sound a lot better. Good to hear that. I'm glad to, I'm glad I'm sounding better to you. Yeah, yeah, good to good. good, good now, to you, how good is your memory? Because I know you're old enough to remember. Hey, watch it, watch it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that, hey, remember with that. You've been calling me God knows how many years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you're you going to make me get my age up. But you said something about that court case, remember that, that triggered something in my mind about that uh, uh, that case. I saw something I'd never seen before and hope I never see it again. That judge helped to set the tone for that hook you talked about with that Bolton John case. Yes, he did. I never see. She came down from the 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 the, the, the for her her, her position there and brushed the lady's hair down. This lady got away pretty much with cold murder. That little time she got was pretty much nothing. But I never seen anything like that. And I watched many many cases and have uh, uh, set in on many cases. She yeah. came down and brushed her hair. Never seen anything like that in my life. Never, never, never. I haven't either. I was thinking about the same thing. I started to see it, but I didn't want to prolong because uh, the uh, uh, the show this morning. But I did not. I started to see that that she set the tempo. She set the tone. Let let know. Let everybody know. That she was not going to throw the book at this woman. She was she was going to be real nice to her. 
Bruh, yeah, that was that was that was that was very very sad. And I thought very unprofessional there. Well, you know what? The, what my problem is with that—that's poor Christianity. That's poor Christianity. See, forgiveness comes after repentance. Study the Bible close enough. And justice. And, and, well, you know, justice will, will happen. <laughs> repentance is there. But you're going to forgive and, and, and forget and do all this, and there have been no punishment? Oh, yes. Jesus forgives us, but we have to pay for the wrong we do. Mm-hmm. Now we don't we don't pay with our lives, our souls, or anything. We we're free from the penalty of sin, but we're not free from the presence of sin. And long as the presence is there, you pay on earth for that sin. Now I think that the that that judge was trying to show that she's not prejudiced and nothing things like that. But believe me, I've kept up with it. All here broke loose all across America. That was a national story. And and police got to shooting black, black young men down like I don't know what ever since. Hmm. It's a, see, see, we can sometimes rehab it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we do. By being so stupid and ignorant of really what the Bible says. All right? You still there? Oh, I still listen, Reverend. I certainly appreciate that. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. Yeah, you know, Reverend Barnett, when when you make a conscious decision with malice or forethought to harm another person, you have to be held accountable. You doggone right. You're right. And too, too, too often we see the penalty not fit the crime. In particular, the opposite way that it should, when it comes down to, you know, an African American person. Yeah. And, and that's uh, why they do it because they never they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why it's done to us. And then we cry and roll up there, dude. We let them when we get into a situation where we could show them what gives them the justification that they gave that person that they feel and don't feel any remorse and have not repented. Mm-hmm. And we don't throw the book at those people. We, we're just letting them go. Like what we would get. We'd get the book. Yeah. Black man. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to most, most of the oh, half time, we're not even guilty, but we still get the book. <laughs> oh yeah, they guilty, and and a lot of times get away with nothing. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Well, we got more callers. Okay, bring them up. All right, who's we up here? Yeah. Yes, uh, Reverend Burnett. We have uh, Beverly on uh, line two. Beverly. Yes. On line two. All right. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, you two young men. How you doing this morning? Well, I'm glad somebody thinks I'm young. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? It doesn't surprise me about what I see with the police force. As a child looking at Rook 
I told my mother and them between in the uh, between the things on the commercial that's the only time we could talk. We had to pay attention. And I told her, well, the KKK took off of they they white sheep and put on the black robes and the uniform. That's right. Why would they be teaching them, training them to shoot at a black board? It's all by mm-hmm. design. Yeah. All by design. All by design. Oh, yeah. If I Excuse me? What did you say? Go ahead, Ramon. I said sometimes they work out plots and situations where they have gone in the South Dallas and made some of the people change their testimonies about the police. Mm. So you have one they call Cigar. Mm-hmm. In South Dallas. You remember Cigar? No, I never heard of that name. I'm not yeah, from South yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Well, now, even on all over Dallas, he was mm. just uh, the people that was testifying against him lived there. And he went there and uh, with other cops. They made them people change their testimony. Witness tampering. Yes, yes. Another thing. Another yeah, thing. That they, uh, uh, I shouldn't interrupt. But you know, this doesn't make sense. And they get bonuses, that's what I was going to say, for killing us. Hmm. They don't care if yeah. they quote it. They're not going to make the police. They're not going to stay a police. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. Well, I heard that. I knew some people. I don't in know the about that one. I, I do kind of think that's true. They under oath. Uh, so why would you be doing that? You know, and then the way they did it. Not only them, both. Look how they did. What's that guy's name? They put the, they, uh, the, the knee on the neck. That made worldwide. What's his name? George Floyd. Yes, him. You know, and, and they were supposed to walk away from it. Look how they did. They didn't murder him. But then I look at uh, this president, this so-called uh, ex-president that wants to run again. And the things he's going through, uh, he, I read where he had uh, had some black boys upstate in pre, uh, put in jail. Something they didn't do. Central Park Five. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they were supposedly raped a woman there. Mm-hmm. Central, Central Park. Park. Mm-hmm. And okay. they took out a four-page ad in mm-hmm. the, the New York Times. Mm-hmm. They oh, don't care. They still look for anybody to, to take us, any one of us. You don't have to, like you said, we don't have to do nothing. Just the color of our skin. You know, this is sad. These days and times, people still run around here talking about the color of the skin. Something is wrong with them. Something is wrong with anybody look at the color of the skin. Like Martin Luther King said, look at the context of the person. Mm-hmm. They're not yep. doing that. They I never have been. They, they mm-hmm. disrespect us. They, they, it's just unreal. And that judge, you know, how many of those judges come off the bench and hug us? We don't <laughs> hear about that. Especially when we kill one of them. Thank you. And, and then, how uh, you guys have a good one is keep that Gatorade because it's going to get real serious. Gatorade and water in your body. <laughs> have a good one. All right. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, Reverend Barney, I wanted to mention before it slipped my mind again that the pledge drive is over. It was, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. We reached our goal within two weeks. All right. And Isn't that uh, wonderful. Yes, and our listeners, as you said, the best audience in the in the world came in, and they did a. 125% of, of uh, sending their pledges in to make sure KNON stays unbought and unbossed. So yeah. we wanted to thank our listeners for the tremendous job they've done on this pledge drive. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you, you did take our time to thank these wonderful people for doing things like this. Mm-hmm. And they always, they always come through for me. They always come through. So we thank them and thank them, I'm sure. Management, thank you, everybody around here. Thank you. Because KNON has come from a mighty wrong way <laughs> from that little antebellum house over there that I used to sit there and be talking on there and look through the floor and see the front door. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I first started off in the closet. That closet is about two by two almost. Mm. It's tiny. Yeah, it's come from a mighty. It come from a mighty long way. Mm. Started by a black man. Mm-hmm. A black man found it. That put up the money and bought this and and got the money for this station. Mister mm. Leon Galway. Okay. Black man. Yes. Uh huh. All right. All righty. Got any callers out? Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Any callers? Uh, yes, Reverend Burnett, we have uh, Malcolm Robinson on line four. All righty. All right. The barrister. Is he on? Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes. And you want me to yes. call in for 7.30? Well, you here. <laughs> good morning. Well, good morning to you as well. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good this morning. I feel pretty good. That's good. An old man. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know about old man. Well, I, I have to ask everyone to pray for me. Yeah. I'm putting it like that. Everyone, I'm asking everyone to pray for me. And, and since yeah. you and I are about the same age, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you got me a few months after. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, we're talking about the law. Yes. The law. Yes. It's something that our people should always have, and it's something that seems to always have been tried to be, have been denied to our people in so many cases. Where we have people they can't afford a lawyer and mm. they can't afford to have one they can't afford not to have one mm. yes and quarter they get these court appointed attorneys and everything and and they have a different hue mm. yes and they get very poor representation I'm ever get the break I hear the music and we're going to take a short break I'm sorry, Reverend Barnett. 
1-800-647-1893. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that. And we're back with more church information in open form with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. All right, gentlemen, uh, Attorney Robinson, Reverend Barnett, go ahead. Yes, it, it is now 7.30, isn't that right? It's yeah. 7.42 to be exact. <laughs> oh, okay, running a little late. Okay, let me say this, uh, if I could, Reverend Barnett. Yes, uh-huh. I want to thank all the people in the audience who called in during my uh, absence because I was participating with the National Bar Association during that week. Y'all called okay. me and you left mm-hmm. the messages and I attempted to call everybody back, respond to their mm-hmm. calls. Uh, those of you who, who voice mails have not jammed up. <laughs> but uh, but mm-hmm. I appreciate you, you doing that and you left the messages on my voicemail uh, while I was participating with the National Bar Association. The second thing okay. is, the second thing is I want to deeply uh, apologize for the uh, incident, I think it was last week, uh, regarding the location of the phone. I, I, I have it triple uh, <laughs> reinforced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting from the location where I have two, two cell phones plus I have a situation where if if something happened and electricity pops out or something, I have the uh, regular phone that I can plug in. So I believe I'm reinforced mm-hmm. and um, I'm ready to uh, go to work in terms of dealing with what we need to deal with this morning, uh, Reverend Barnett. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to see you back. Glad to hear you back. You're sounding good. But there are some questions and some people, I'm sure, have questions for you. They, they want you to answer. Yeah. Now, let me tell you about a situation down in South Central Texas, in Hearn, Texas, my hometown. They, all of a sudden, the cemetery is being run over uh-uh. uh, by, you know, these tractors and different things like that. They knock them down tombs, they knock down tombstones and everything else and cover it up. And if you go out there and look and didn't know, you never dream that's a cemetery. Hmm. Everything. Have you heard anything? Are they doing things now? The worry is down there that they 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 doing this so they can start burying at four feet instead of six. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything about uh, that. Uh, that would have to require a, a law change or a regulation change in terms of the, um, you know, legally. Now, you know, there's always been rumors. People buried on top of people and all that stuff. I mm. mean, uh, and mm. some of that, some of that may have some factual truth, but uh, basically, as far as I know, the regulations for the cemeteries uh, remain the same officially. So, is, uh, that's, is that a state regulation or city? 
who, who, who regulates cemetery? Well, that's a good question. I think it's a state regulation, and it's also a local regulation. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's state because they wouldn't bury, officially wouldn't bury different limbs depending on where you are in the state. So I'm pretty sure it's a state law. and regulated by a state agency. And I, yeah, I, you're, you're right, yes. Because you remember when they were having this fight over there right off of Lemon and Central Expressway? Uh, by yes. them uh, going to dig up uh, black bodies over there at the cemetery. Mm. I, I remember they were, that. They were declaring that eminent domain. Right. And uh, we stopped them. Uh-huh. Dead in that trust. See, right. Well, cemeteries, that's, that's sacred to a lot of people. That's right. The, you know, where, where their ancestors are buried. That's right. sacred. Well, this is happening down there. And uh, I I got a, a cousin. She's not first cousin. She was only a year apart. We never knew a time we, we, we didn't know each other. Uh, she She's probably going to... I'm having to call you. They they putting together a fight down there about yes. that, and I told them that I have a family law uh, man, and I don't know if that's that would come out. Is that under family law or criminal law or something like that? What would you say? Well, you mean depends on. Uh, okay, the question is what's going on. You you saying that they tampering with some some. Uh, a cemetery is down there. Is that correct? Let me, can I, can I get in for a second? I just researched something. Uh, according to the Texas Historical Commission, okay, yeah, it says the Texas Historical Commission or other state agencies do not enforce cemetery laws. This responsibility belongs to the county and municipal law enforcement agencies. If you are aware of cemetery vandalism or desecration, contact your county sheriff or local police department. That's according to the Texas Historical Commission. And, that, and, okay. that, and, that, and that's regarding enforcement. So the, but the law is, and the rules are, are set. And if there's a, a alleged violation, then you have to contact those agencies for enforcement. Mm-hmm. Well, see, uh, that that might be just in Texas. I don't know about that because I know one thing you better not do, you better not go up there to Arlington National Cemetery and desecrate a tree. That's federal. That's federal. Oh, no, that's federal. I know I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's federal. That's federal. Uh, things like that. That and monuments. Uh considered sacred in a lot of places. Just like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s monument, right there. It's not in the cemetery, but the monument is there right beside that body of water. It's more or less look like uh, I used to know the name of the body of water that is there. It's, it's sort of like a lake or something like that. But you see it when you're there in D.C. But all of that is a federal property. A federal property. Mm-hmm. You have a federal uh, cemetery here. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of that. 
Oh, yes, out there, uh, by T.D. Jake's church. Out there, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, that's where they bury soldiers and exactly. people that served in the military. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, so, but that seems like uh, you would steal. I don't care if it's a federal, county, city, or whatever. I'm I'm convinced they'll need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. A lawyer. Now, I don't know what type of lawyer handled that. I figure a family court lawyer. Because, in, not in, yeah, well, in this case, definitely in this case, these are family members. Right. They're all the people down there that that really is very upset about what they're doing. Okay, let me uh, let me get in here again. Uh, a brief overview of cemetery law in Texas by Donald Ray Berger, attorney at law. It says once a parcel of land is a cemetery, it's, it stays a cemetery so long as the bodies remain. The location of cemeteries is regulated by Rule 711.008. All right, we know that. We know it's a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And there's still bodies that are buried out there, a whole lot of probably thousands. But yeah. we know it's a cemetery. That ain't the problem. The problem is, I've been told, this is hearsay, only that a woman has bought this white woman, white woman brought the, has bought the chest cemetery. And this is her way. I'm making my money. This, this is what I've been told. Okay. You get a lawyer, or going to go to work, and I'll let them know. I'll call and let them know. Mm-hmm. Right. They need a lawyer. That, yeah. That, and uh, she'll probably give you a call. Okay. Um, Malcolm? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So it, 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 it's, it's some things going on. People do do... People will do now anything. Despicable. Uh, yeah. to make to to make a doubt. That despicable. They'll do anything. Scurrilous. Yeah. See, I think it's uh six feet. I is that the law or is that uh tradition that they come up with? Do you know? Uh, say that again. Uh I, I I can speak to that. Chapter 714 establishes the depth of graves, which varies based on the type of container. Interestingly, graves do not have to be six feet. That's statute 714.001. The requirement is that the top of the container of the body must, excuse me, <clears throat> must be at least two feet below the surface if the container is not made of impermeable material and at least one and a half feet below the surface if the container is impermeable. Now, does it have anything to say about tampering with the grave? Uh, not on this particular page. That that's probably why you probably want to get an attorney to, uh, you know, that can pull out the whole statutes. I'm just reading as I Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I see. I don't. When I go to war, I don't go half. You know. Mm-mm. Half loaded. I no. go totally loaded when I go to war. Because right. I, I never lost a case that I fought. 
Yeah. And never won one unless I fought. Exactly. And I have to <laughs> thank you for your side information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get together on this. But it's so much going on, so many things going on. I've, uh, I tell you, Robinson, do you see, is Fort Worth now worse than Dallas? Where is that? Where is the weather? More killings and stuff are happening over in Fort Worth than it is in Dallas. That have never been like that. Well, no, you know, I don't know all the statistics, but Fort Worth has had certain areas that were a little bit more violent than certain areas of Dallas, comparatively, based upon my observation. Well put. Yeah. Because every time I cut TV on now, it looks like two or three folks got killed out in Fort Worth and that. So, my goodness, what what's going on now? Is is the summer heat causing all of this? To be Probably. so angry mm-hmm. with one another? Absolutely. He's adding something to it, I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same conditions that are over in Dallas. Yeah. They exist in Fort Worth. I was shocked when I went to Fort Worth to coach some baseball games, and I was shocked. I was under the assumption that, you know, Fort Worth was a level or two above Dallas. And I said, this looks just like Dallas. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you talking about, Fort Worth above? That's, that's just the, that's just a, how can I, what's the word? The, the, the image. like that in Dallas? That was that was my Forward misguided. Has always been treated as a stepchild. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, oh. from me being an outsider, sorry, I was just confused. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you sure were. <laughs> <laughs> but, Reverend Barnett, would you like to take a call, yeah. Attorney Robinson? Yes. All right, Pierre. Who do we have? All right, we have uh, Alicia on uh, line uh, two. Alicia? Yes. All right. Good morning, Alicia. Reverend, how are you feeling? How are you Good feeling morning. these days? Yes. It's actually Alicia. It's Alicia, my name. Alicia. <laughs> you pronounced it wrong. It's Alicia. I was just saying, Alicia. man, it's so hot out I was going to tell you, it's so hot outside. This is the favorite. This is the weather for the devil to be uh, happy. <laughs> I'm not happy with this weather. <laughs> we tried to tell you. You go elsewhere. We told you. It was coming. We told you. <laughs> I hear you. Yes, sir, indeed. I got a question. For those who cannot afford to have a lawyer, where do you go to get the resources? Well... Uh, just like anything else, uh, anything that's really good that's going to help elevate you or anything, nothing, I'll be honest, is free. Nothing is free. But there are some great things. Uh, lawyers help you have the, for J.O. Turner, Legal Society, uh, they have but, but you still... Still, they are, they, you know, 
people don't go to school and spend tens of thousands of dollars. And sometimes it might be hundreds of thousands now mm-hmm. in this late day and time. Mm-hmm. And spend all of that type of money and then want to come out and work for free. Pro bono, now, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we, need, we, we need to get up off of that and start knowing that we can we can do better and make more money and save money by using people that well, you have to pay. Right. I'm looking, I'm looking mm-hmm. for a lawyer for Social Security, for SSI. I got to pay payback. And they're using my property, you know, as a penalty that, you know, that, you know, um, my property is being penalized for doing the deductible of my exercise. They're taking it away, you know, little by little. To me, that's wrong. And where are you located? Uh, I'm in Arlington. But I, I'm a faithful listener to your show. And, you know, you do give good advice to other listeners. And so I would just, I just love your show. So, you know, and I live in South Arlington. Thank you. Uh, Malcolm, uh, you have any comments on that? Is he still there? Is Malcolm still? Uh, no, uh, Malcolm is off. Okay, so he'll probably call back in. Yes. So did you try legal aid in, in Arlington? I have tried to go here, and they told me to go there. And then by law, they cannot... Social Security cannot uh, take your away. All right. Why don't you hold on just a second, and we're going to take this slight short break, rather, and we'll be right back with more. Church information in open forum. Yeah, what's up? And we're back with more church information and open forum. The most powerful show on the radio on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. All right, now, where do we leave off uh, with the barrister and uh, Reverend Barnett and the, and the lady was with her problem? Is Malcolm there? I'm here, yes, sir. I don't think he's here yet. Pierre's saying there's something going on with him calling in. Uh, yeah, all the lines are are, are uh, full. So, uh, Alicia, were you done with Reverend Barnett? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. But at the thing is, I'm just having a hard time trying to find a decent lawyer that wants to. I mean, that can't that she can't afford to get a decent lawyer they just want your money you know because the government with all due respect in my opinion I think they're a bunch of crooks they just want your money <laughs> well did you you got to use your your Google resources to Google it up and see how many programs are out there because these programs even though they're I've tried to use them they're not as straightforward as they seem Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, so... Thank you so much for your time, and God bless you both. I'll be praying for you both. Thank you for listening and calling. And thank you. Thank you for your call. The Clearsal Line, 972-647-1893. Uh, Pierre, are there any calls on, on line now? 
Yeah, we've got some callers. We're trying to see if he's trying to get the barrister back uh, in. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't hear you. What is wrong? All right. So, uh, yes, also, Reverend Barnett, while we're trying... Yes, while we're trying to get uh, the barrister, there was another incident that I saw where the young lady in Allen was pulled out of the car. She was supposed to have an expired sticker. And they ended up arresting her for an expired sticker. And the reason I can relate to that is I was on my way to Kaufman County for 4th of July. And I'm driving in my raggedy car with the dog. And uh, I see the police pull pull onto the freeway. So I'm going to the picnic with my dog, with the dog. And the police comes up behind me real fast. So when I change lanes to let him go by, he gets right behind me and lights me up. And I'm saying to myself, what did I do? So he comes up to the car, license, registrate. I said, okay, yeah, here you go. He says, is the license good? I said, of course it's good. And then he go runs it. Well, he just get a warning. I said, whatever. And so he goes and runs the license and there's nothing on it. And so when he comes back to the car and I have to sign this little digital tablet saying I got a warning, I asked him, I said, uh, well, what did I do? He said, oh, you changed lanes without putting on a signal. I said, what? <laughs> and uh, so... You got some long <laughs> <laughs> See, you, it's hard for you to drive anybody. Everybody. It's hard for you to drive two blocks in Texas and not break a law. <laughs> oh. They got, but they, they, oh yes, lawmakers have made that so tedious and rigid that they make it where uh, the police can pull you over for, for most anything. Mm. They and they will. Mm-hmm. They'll just see you. And I see when I was in college, I had a uh, Camaro. And it was popular back in the late sixties, just sixty-seven. And I had, you know, great big tires on the back of it and everything. Mm. Whenever I be coming down the streets and I meet a police car, I know to go on up there and pull over. Cause he, <laughs> he, he comes zooming down. They come zooming back. Uh. <laughs> where you get this car from? <coughs> yeah. But okay. that's the way things were. See, they used to pull young they 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 make money off a young black male. Remember, let let's take a call so we can get a ho- a room for uh the barrister. All right. We the uh, all lines are jammed? Yes. Okay. All right, let me bring bring your call on Pierre. All right, uh, we have Imani on line two. All right. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Imani. Imani, you there? Who's next, Pierre? So next is uh, Chuck on line four. Chuck? All yes. right. Try to call Good back morning, in, Barrister. Good morning, Chuck. Morning. Appreciate Good you guys morning. Good morning, Red Morning. Yes, I hey, I got one question, maybe two. 
can we get some of our state representatives to come on? You should guys show uh, state rep- state senator, a representative out of the uh, South Dallas area, Sherman. Can we get these guys to call in to be representatives and, and maybe uh, Saturday and, and uh, which one would we you like to have in? on there? Oh, hey, which one? Take a pick. I would like to have either one of those guys, West or Sherman, please. You don't, you don't have a special one you'd like to hear from? Uh, I would love to hear from West. From Royce West? Yes, Senator West, yes. We'll, we'll get him on. Ain't no big deal getting him on. No, it's no okay, big deal. Uh-huh. Okay, good. I would love uh, to. He's been on here so many times. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. But he hasn't been on since the last, in the last couple of years. I sure got a couple questions for him. Okay. Thank you for the suggestion. We'll, uh-huh, thank we'll, you. we'll get Royce West on. Okay. Yeah, we also like to get Vinton C. Jones Jr., State Representative District 100. What's his name? Vinton C. Jones Jr., he's State Representative District 100. Tony Bryant is his district director. I met them at church. So uh, I'll give him a call. What 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 uh, what what are his uh, demographics? I I don't know. He's an African American. I met him at church. I would have to look up. Did you represent parts of Dallas? Uh, District one hundred. Let me see. Give give me a second here. And uh, if you want to take a call, so what happened with the barrister, uh, uh, Pierre? So we have uh, Eddie on line three. And I'll look up uh, the district barrister hadn't called back. No, not yet. Uh, okay. But uh, oh, we, we oh, uh, Leon, Leon, huh? Leon, let me direct the show. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, now, who? Uh, what? What is the demographics of uh, Representative Jones? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, you're looking at it. I'm googling it up. Googling it up. I hope he's not mad, and I don't know him. I never heard of state. Let's see, Dallas State District. District 100. Yes, we got. Okay. All right. While he's uh, Pierre, while he's looking that up. Uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a Black Hawk on uh, line four. All right. Bring him on. Yes. He's on. Good morning. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? You know fascists taking over this city? Fascists? Mussolini? Fascists? Elders taking over this city? I was every time you ask me to talk about the problem, take over this place too. Fast, everybody. You just damn shame with that. I was texting to you too, you know? That's true. Walk you so fast and take it over that place. Fast, Baxter, Italy. Italian. That's the truth, everybody. That's a damn shame. That's the city of churches. I came with the Catholics. I did nothing. I came with trade unions. I did nothing. Fine, there's no one left that there. Okay, Julius, I was in the UAW. All right. Why haven't they hit the press? Thank you. Why haven't they hit the Dallas press? Why did you let that happen? It was Charles, they were great boys. Why did you get so much money? Yes, sir. Thank you. 
I'm not no Democrat no more. I'll vote no more. Thank you very much, Black Hawk Bible. Thank you for your call. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. 972-647-1893. Who do you have here? Yeah. He's there. He's he's uh I'm trying to find out. Uh, it's a Dallas district district one hundred is part of Dallas. Um is all of it in Dallas? It's let's see. I'm trying to get this map to, <laughs> to do what I wanted to do on this phone. It's yes, it's in Dallas. Uh, it's all in Dallas. It's perhaps Those of you know, completely not in Dallas, but a lot of it is in Dallas. Those who know the demographics of it, I'd have to go and look it up uh, of him. And we'll, we'll work to get a state representative's on because if the listeners want to hear, hear certain people, we'll get them on for you. We'll get them on. All righty. Yeah, it's partially in Dallas County. Mm-hmm. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. All righty. PA, are you there? Yes, Reverend Burnett, we have uh, Imani on line three. And uh, and uh, if uh, Malcolm, the barrister, can uh, call us uh, now, it would be good because there is one uh, line that is free. All righty. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good morning, Imani. Pastor? Morning, Pastor. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you clear, loud and clear. Yeah. Uh, I guess my prayers are working. You sound a lot stronger than you did uh, a week ago. Oh, so, is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I was keeping this time a week ago. Well, I, 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 you, you, uh, you didn't sound pretty weak, but you sound real strong this morning. All right. Thank you. I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening to your show also. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't, you know. But I want to thank everybody for the two the two breakfast brothers. I called last week and told them that they know a place that, uh, that I think take a power down a thing, take it eat. And, and, and sometimes you got to get in line to get in there now, the, two, uh, the black-owned businesses. And... Uh, we appreciate that, and Pierre. And also, we're looking now, what we're looking for as a group, I think, tank, the Powernomics, is we're looking for a place to clean our clothes. Do anybody out there in the world can get our people, somebody look like us, to get our clothes clean? I would appreciate if you called in, because I got a trunk full of clothes I need to get clean. I'm not going to do it until I find somebody to look like me. You know, a lady left me a note last week, and Unfortunately, when I left the house and it's dark, I don't, I didn't turn the lights on. But uh, if I could figure out a way to get in contact with you, I could get, but I'm going to try to bring it next week. Uh, I'm going to make an effort. Are you going to be in town next week? I'm uh, I'm sorry, not week after next, or I might call from uh, my class reunion and and just drop that information off. I already had covered you for next week. That's great. Sorry. Yeah. Did you hear that, Pierre? Uh, what, what, what we got happening Wait. is, now when we got this, uh, he's looking for a cleaners. I found oh, okay. one in Lancaster. Okay. So a black cleaners in Lancaster. Great. But now uh, we're talking about black businesses. Are uh, you all going to yes. start our black pages? Uh, well, money? 
we were working on it now. We had one before when I used to do KKDA, and uh, the, they went bankrupt. But uh, we're going to try to start a Black Pages uh, with Dr. Boss Watkins, and we're looking for it. Only not, and we're not trying to be uh, prejudiced or anything. We just don't have anything. So we, we, we're really struggling to find people with good customer service right. skills uh, and have know how to say thank you, please come back. And uh, they understand the customers are always right and competitive prices. So our group is looking for those people. And we're not only just from Dallas, we're national. So I, we're looking for that. Anybody know, I sure appreciate it. Yeah, well, you get to start your uh, local or uh, national black pages, and knowing that, that this business is a black business, that's that'll be great. That'll be great. Yes, sir. Well, Reverend, all right. right. I'm gonna let yeah. somebody else call in, but I will tell you, we starting it now. You, you already, we already doing it. That's why I'm calling in. Okay, you, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to see it thrive. Because I yeah. want to see our, our, our community and our people thrive. Yes. Yeah, so well, it's all to. about the money. That's what it's all capitalism is. All about the money. All this crying and begging and all that. We got to stop it. So we, we realize we're going to get in the game. So you know, get ready because we're going to find some people that we can spend our own money with because our power's in our pockets. Mm -hmm. We got to understand that. Yeah, we got to get it out of our pockets until I hear it. That's what we're in the line. Yes, and I hear it. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care. Mm -hmm. uh, Reverend Barnett, Attorney uh, Robinson is back. Attorney Robinson? Mm hmm? Is that yes, you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay, you're back. I'm ready. I, I'm trying to. You know, I'm getting over. It's hard for me to remember what we were talking about. I don't. I, uh, can I really pull this up? Let me uh, have to go back and pull it up in my mind. The graveyard? I think we were pulling about the cemetery. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you got a lot about the cemetery. Yeah, and we were talking to a young lady from Arlington. If I remember right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. I'm just, <laughs> but, to, I'm just trying to make sure I have a, a solid connection. I get cut off and all that. I mean, I think someone's sabotaging the, the situation. Mm. Not unprecedented. Uh, yeah, you think somebody sabotaging? It seems that way. Mm hmm. You know, you got. Yeah, you definitely got cut off. Oh yeah, I know, I, get back I in. Mm hmm. That's the other All right. Go ahead. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, now. Well, we look at things like that, that's in family court now. What is the most prevalent thing uh, that an attorney, a black attorney is dealing with now? Are you dealing more with divorces, uh, with lawsuits, uh, different things like that? What, what, what do you deal with the most? The, 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 the black attorney, African-American attorney, deals with everything. Across the board, when I was fifteen uh, with the National Bar, <laughs> everything there is no particular area compensation for African American attorneys, <laughs> and so every area and and, and very sophisticated, high-profile type uh, participation in areas of the law, mm -hmm. including well, including 
uh, law schools and bank you know, as professors and everything. I, I, but I, I see, I see so many people have to plea bargain just to get a, a list of sentence because they don't have time. I don't have, well, they don't have money and different things like that. Don't they have such, some type of insurance they can take out to uh, keep a lawyer? Well, I hear music. That's right. It's time for a quick break on KNON, the voice of the people, 89.3 FM. Church Information and Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. And we're back. And we want to thank Pierre for the fantastic job he's doing with our interns. And uh, they're, they're really rolling, Real Barnett. So we're on. Uh, this, this young man show up this morning? Absolutely. He did? He did. Yeah, all right. Uh, is he there? Yes, he is. All right. Is the barrister still on? Yes, he's on. Okay. All right. Yeah, bring the barrister. Okay, he's on, and uh, we also have uh, Caroline Arnold, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold, on line three. All right, bring the barrister on. Okay, he's on. I'm on. All right, you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because there's so much. Uh, I had thought about going to law school myself. Instead, I went, I went to, you know, instead I went to seminary instead of going to, to law school. They both are so similar. And uh, that, 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 that uh, a profession, they're both seminary, you say in, you have to take a lot more hours, a lot more courses than you would in an ma- average master's degree. But still, Still, this this is a profession that black people needs to loud, and uh, they and, and lawyers need to loud for uh, toward black people to come out and do things and and work with our politicians and different different things. Do do most black lawyers work with black politicians well? Uh, uh yeah, and again. I was extremely impressed and continue to be extremely impressed on the growth of the black legal profession, especially in the younger younger attorneys. I mean, they're okay. growing. I mean, I, I'm extremely impressed. Good, man. That's some good news. So you yeah. impressed yeah. with the uh, young people that are coming? Yes. Yeah. Young lawyers. Young lawyers. And a lot of a lot of women, a lot of women. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I was I always was um, was told because uh, the first Supreme Court justice, black Supreme Court justice, uh, stayed at my aunt's house right across the street from me, and. Uh, this was a concerning 
a school desegregation uh, suit uh, held back in 1947. Thurgood Marshall, was, he stayed there. And uh, when we realized that how powerful he was, it spurred a lot of people in that little small town to really get up and really would want to fight. And there is a fight to the town. Uh, yeah. uh, the injustices that have gone on. So that's that's one of the things. Now, do y'all really, do y'all really go out there? How often do you, uh, someone come to you and ask you anything about an, an injustice case here in Dallas? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I get, I, you would be surprised, I mean, calls I get from people asking about various questions on issues that they're having, you know, and, and and I try to provide the guidance that I can. Uh, uh, you know, as a lot of that, I, I mean, I practice, I try to provide some guidance uh, mm-hmm. to local uh, the Alternative Legal Association, which is the... Uh, local African-American affiliate of the National Bar Association and through the National mm-hmm. Bar Association as well. See, the National Bar Association is the Black Bar Association, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, J.L. Turner is the Black Lawyers Association here in Dallas, right? Yes, the uh, local affiliate of the National Bar. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, y'all have done a lot of things. Uh, I, I don't know what people be talking about a lot of times when they say they can't get a law. You can't. I've, I've, I've taken people down, down Ross Avenue, where they're located, and, and got them a lawyer just to snap of a finger. So maybe, uh, uh we need, maybe we all need to do a better job of letting people know that those who are, you know, injured can get some decent representation. Maybe, do you think we've done a poor job of doing that, letting people know uh, where help could possibly come from? Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say when you're talking about indigent people uh, without the resources, to uh, retain an attorney, it becomes a little bit more difficult in areas where you can get involved in, uh, because the the uh, the organizations that deal with the indigent have have restrictions that you know you have to be careful when you get involved with people who don't have money to actually retain an attorney. And depending on what area of the law that they're in, uh, you still may be able to provide decent, adequate legal representation. But, you know, mm-hmm. you just can't go out and start indicating you're going to represent the poor. you got to be extremely careful about that. Hmm. Is that right? Yes. Uh, because I looked at both uh, lawyers and doctors sort of in the same way. Because seemingly the, the, uh, the community is willing to go to y'all uh, for free labor uh, more than they would blacks and other, uh, anybody in other professions. 
Do you think, is that a true statement or is that something I just imagined? Well, over the years, <laughs> you didn't imagine it, but I'm just saying it has changed over the years. But the attorneys, I mean, I'm, all I say is this. You, you have to be careful when you are communicating with people who are indigent and they're legal issues. And, 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 I'm, and that's all I, I just need to, any attorney that's involved in that, they have to make sure that they do it correctly and they don't cross the line when dealing with the bar. Mm. You, know, you don't want to have any issues with the, with the uh, state bar of Texas either. Mm. There's a lot of things that you, you have to deal with, so, you know. Well, when I look at the situation, we have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars invested in Texas that many of our people have inherited from ancestors. But they, uh, you know, with the kind of money, that means a lot of black people are sitting on a lot of money that if they would go and do the right thing, they could really, they could really prosper. They could well, prosper. it has to be clarification when you talk about inherit uh, from ancestors. That the inherit part is, is very, very, uh, there needs to be a lot of explanation as to what constitutes inheritance. And well, you know, yeah. I run yeah, into that all the time. Yeah, you've taught us all, all, all for the last few years <clears throat> that uh, kinship does not necessarily mean uh, a part of an inheritance. That's correct. So, I, I mean, and I spend a lot of time trying to explain that to people. And, and, and for the most part, you know, if you spend the time, they 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 grasp onto it. But you know, sometimes it becomes difficult because of what they are attempting to do. Mm. But they, you know, it's just certain things that you have to. You just have to be aware of it. That's all. Mm. Yes, but I know several people have uh, inherited their grandparents, parents, or whatever property, and they get beat out of it because they don't know the law and thinking just because of blood kin that kinship that kindred there is is enough to make them front runner but is but as you've explained to us that's not necessary the, the texas law right that's that's correct there has to be a lot of explanation of that and you've got to be careful of, of those investors that run around trying to grab hold of people and take advantage of them because of the fact that they think they inherited something and they haven't, and these investors come in and grab a hold of it and block the title. And I mean, you know, it's just a, you know, you just have to be be careful. So when we try to explain things, people people usually uh, they 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 understand once you spend the time to actually talk to them and explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that 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 was a shocker. When you, when I heard when I heard you say what you said, I have to think about well, what did he say? Because you related that has nothing to do with it, the mm-hmm. property. Yeah, uh, I just and I was shocked. I, I think I think probably 
Eighty percent of most people still think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that people right. are sitting on land right now that's going to get uh, that rug is going to get pulled from under them. Yeah, because they do not, you know, because of lack of knowledge of the law. They don't know the law, mm-hmm. and and I think many, many, many. Uh, are glad the state legislature and the governor all came up with these laws like that because those who are down with it and know it, they can steal land from other people. Uh-huh. That's true. And you need somebody to represent you that has something to do with the legal part of the situation that can really stop them and dead in their tracks from taking their land. There are a lot right. of people out there probably right now listening. Got land that's listening and listening to what I'm saying. They're not calling in and taking advantage of what needs to be taken advantage of because they need to be told there's certain things in the law right now. So much you, we, I was listening the other day that we have not been told. It has never come up that things we would know that would cause, could cause us to lose our fortune. Right. And uh, they won't won't find out. So those who are listening, 972-647-1893. That's the number to call. 972-647-1893. Pierre, is there a caller online? Yes, uh, we have uh, Eddie online too. All righty. Good morning, Eddie. Uh, it need to be told there's certain things in the law right now. Hello? We, I was listening to- You got to turn off your radio, ma'am. Hello, Reverend? Yeah. Go right ahead, Eddie. Go right ahead. I thank you. I'm so pleased to have you. I've been trying to get you at your home number. And I called you. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Mr. Uh, Uh, Malcolm Robertson. I have something. I'm going to get to the point quickly. The Bible says money answers all things. And I have something, the greatest opportunity in oil that I've ever had. I'm 76 in a few days. But I would like to speak with both of you because what I have to say is amazing. I'm in direct contact with some people that are the the chief of staff. I'm directly in contact with the president of a certain nation. And I need to see, and preferably I'd like to see you in person. And I say, law, money enters all things. And please, on your agenda, if you set aside, I will call you later uh, today or Monday, whatever. And I need to speak with both of you because this is fantastic for investors, black investors in this area. It is phenomenal. All right. When the show go off, call back and I'll give you my number. I have it, sir. I have you home. Okay, you have it? Okay. All right, yes. Yeah. Just call back. We're Thank talk. Uh-huh. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. All right, who do we have on the line? Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, we, we have uh, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold on uh, line uh, three. All right. Good morning, Good morning. Councilman Arnold. Good morning. Just briefly. You're on with the barrister himself. Yes, good morning. And, you know, the barrister always uh, has such great information. And as you said, the folks who want to, who, who are not who are afraid to call in, it's still for them to find out more about by listening. But it's more helpful that they would just go ahead and muscle up and ask questions. But I want to uh, just quickly make an announcement about next Saturday, August 26th, beginning at 8 a.m., there is a massive effort between District 4, 8, and 3 in, in working in partnership with the South Central Police Department, which is located on Camp Wisdom. Uh, we're going to host a Unity in the Community event at Singing Hills uh, Recreation Center. And this is a major push also with the Dallas Police Department, the South, uh, South Central Unit, to get the, the community to know what services are out here, what resources are here, and how we can work together as our district to bring our community together to discuss issues that impact us. And just Councilwoman, we hear you twice. You do? Yes. Okay. So I don't know what you have. Can you hear me, can you hear me once now? Yeah, I see the radio was on. Okay, so it's August 26th, next Saturday, in Singing Hills, the brand new, beautiful Singing Hills Recreation Center. And if you haven't been there, you need to see it. It is an amazing, amazing facility. But once again, this is just an effort to bring the community together with, with the three council members. I think also State Representative uh, Tony Rose is there. But we're just coming together to share resources, to celebrate the community, but make sure that we understand we're in this together and we have to move forward together. So I thank you for letting me share that. And that's from about 8 a.m. until 2 uh, p.m. And, of course, we want to start early before it gets too, too hot. But we will, most all of the events will be inside. So we want everyone from, from ages, uh, young children in elementary school, parents, all the way up to 115 if you can stand it. So come on out. So that's basically what I wanted to share this morning. And we just need to continue to remember the $5 billion uh, acquisition, the bond and the budget. And we will approve the budget at, on September 20th. So we need to hear from the constituents uh, in terms of their support for a certain, a certain uh, categories or expenditures. And we just need them to say, well, thank you so very much for letting me share this point. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem, Councilwoman. And we're going to take a short break on Church Information and Open Forum. 972-647-1893 is the number. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. And we're back with more K church information open forum on 89.3 FM, The Voice of the People, KNON. All right, is the barrister there? Yes. All right. All right. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number to call. That's the number to call. Yeah, do we have any callers on the line? Uh, yeah, we we have David on the uh, line too. David? Yes. All right. 
Good morning, David. Oh, morning, uh, Reverend. And, uh, David? Didn't catch the name of your co-host there, but, uh, morning. Uh, you know, I was, uh, interested in asking you about, uh, you remember Jesus had a line, uh, where are the cedars of Lebanon? And I'm wondering if, if you know anything about that and whether or not it had to do with pollution or, uh, bad, bad management, like the Pharaoh or the what would you call it, uh, even Caesar, I guess, was about the time of Jesus, uh, that the uh, uh, that they had done such bad business practices uh, that they cut down all their forests and were sitting in a mm-hmm. start of a desert. Hmm. And uh, so just thinking about the current legislatures out there and how they want to help out the polluters and ignore pollution, um, was the... Um, the mayor pro tem that was just on, is she kind of alluding to, uh, I don't know if you remember, but like Flint, Michigan water uh, got happened because there was this kind of a criminal takeover of the city water department. The Republicans elected a governor, and he said, we know how to run Flint water better than the people of Flint, Michigan. And so they got some discount water for them from the Flint River, River, and it was just tainted poison stuff, and it ended up costing God knows how many billions and and poisoned a whole lot of people. It was like a half, at least a quarter million people in Flint alone. And and so was the mayor pro tem kind of warning about uh, a similar where the state of Texas is trying to take over departments in uh, in Houston. Uh, Hello. Anybody got a comment? I'm I'm, I'm not aware of what he is referring to. Mm-mm, neither am I. What are you talking about when they, they had all that bad water? Which one of those cities in Michigan? That was Flint. That was Flint. Yeah. That was Flint. And uh, they just had bad water. That was, that was just some things that's just showing you the atrocity mm-hmm. that happens to in our people. Right. But now, how often, uh, Barrister, do we have someone to go to the court and represent themselves and win? represent themselves? Yeah. Go to the court. They accused of something. Well, a and lot they of times people try to go and represent themselves. It's not advisable, but if that's the best you can do, you try and do that. But it's not advisable because the law is something that you need guidance in. So people go, we call that pro-state when they represent themselves. Hmm. So in and, other uh, words, you... If you weren't a lawyer, you wouldn't do that. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. They say he who represents themselves have a fool as a client. Now, you know, I don't know whether that's accurate or not. (laughs) It's funny. It may not be accurate, but it's funny. Yeah, that that, that was a saying, so. There would be two fools up there, the lawyer and the client. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think that's correct. Two enrolled in the one. Yeah, you know, but, you know, you, you... you need guidance and advice, for sure. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Rev. Barnett? Yes, go right ahead. Uh, you remember we talked about the lady who lost her house to eminent domain 
uh, last week and the barrister wasn't mm-hmm. able to get back in. And yeah. while we got a quarter till, I want to quickly get a, a comment on him, uh, barrister, uh, to bring you up to speed. The lady was given some money. Uh, her house was valued at $167,000. And when she was being interviewed by Channel 5 News, she said that that wasn't enough money for her to get another house. And she had to move in with some other friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was eminent domain of rearing his ugly head again. Can you give a quick comment on that? Bro? Well, uh, first of all, we have to understand what eminent domain is. Eminent domain is a public taking of private property for a public mm-hmm. purpose. That's what. That's the original uh, uh, explanation. Public taking of private for a public purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, our Supreme Court got in there and they kind of changed it. And and now there's a public taking of private property and it can be for a private purpose. Mm. And that's when you get in a situation like urban renewal and things like that where the local governmental entity is just trying to upgrade their property. So they go in and and under the definition of what is called blighted, blighted property. Blighted is a very broad definition. And it's determined right. by the and, and and they do they do eminent domain and take people's property and it, it can be for a private purpose or a governmental purpose. So it's well I used to serve on the URSB board. That's a board that uh, would find plotted uh, blighted property. They would, we'd have to vote whether we would allow the house or the property or whatever, a building owner on the property to be torn down a lot. Now, people, they they were proposing them in the domain that people could come in there and fight, uh, it was a group of nine. It was a, with the, this this particular committee it was a group of nine, and it was all dependent on if people could convince five of them of us not to have the property torn down. It was stopping eminent domain right dead in this fact. That was the city of Dallas had that. See, a lot of people talk about things they they hear. And they get terrified when they, they know some government agency is in on it. But that government agency, even within itself, have to stop itself. Then they can't stop themselves from doing a certain thing. That's, That's how it correct. worked. That's correct. And it worked that way. People, A lot of people talk, don't know what they're talking about hmm. when they did that. See, right. uh, Dallas is a city that's run by boards and commissions. Most of the things you see on the city council here, the last of it, and they vote to okay overall everything. But the boards and commissions have been strong over the years in Dallas. Right. And that's why average persons sit on the city council. That's a powerful position because they have at least 23 appointments that they're yeah. going to make in order to uh, for them to function as a 
council person because they can't serve on all those boards and commissions. Mm -hmm. They have to appoint people that they trust mm -hmm. to right. serve on boards and commissions. That's the way Dallas is run. Mm -hmm. And that's the, way, that's the way most cities are run. Yeah, most all of them. Mm -hmm. All right. 972-647-1893. All righty. Yeah, we got anybody on? Uh, yes, uh, we have David on uh, line two. David? Yes. All righty. Good Hello. morning, David. Can you speak a little Hello. louder? What's your name again, ma'am? I think we're, I don't think this is David. No, this is not David. This is a very long-time listener. How are you doing? All right. Good. Can I be heard, Pastor? Barnett? Can you hear me now? I don't, uh, I don't see Reb Barnett. Reb Barnett, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Attorney Robson, okay, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, sir, I have two comments and a question. The man that called in that said you sound so much better was correct. You do. You sound stronger and better. So I'm hoping that whatever you're doing, you will continue also, I'm finding out that with the right cholesterol medication, it can give you clarity in your brain cells, it seems like. Uh, I googled it up, but if you have cholesterol problems, it can build up on your brain and eventually cause a stroke. So I just wanted to say that. The other thing is... Well, I thank you for that information. Yes, sir. I, the black I thank woman. You very much. You're very welcome. The black woman that's in, uh, I believe, Atlanta, that's taking Trump down or whoever, wherever she is. Um, I understand from news that she's getting threats on her life now. I had no idea that Trump delved into the personal lives of two black women poll takers, a mother and a daughter. Uh, and if you Google that up and read about it, uh, their lives were threatened. Um, and now I think President Biden is giving those two women some type of national award uh, that all this stuff is going down like it is. Sorry, I didn't have any questions for the barrister, but we are listening to him because he always does that. Great advice. That's all I've got to say today. All righty. I thank you for the call very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. God bless all you right. and keep you. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Pierre, is there another caller on the line? Yeah, we have a red ghost on line three. All righty. Good morning, red ghost. Good morning, Pastor and Barrister, um, and everybody that's listening to KNN. Uh, you was talking pretty good about the uh, police department. You know, it's got all kind of rules and all kind of ways of writing tickets and stuff. And you can look also mm -hmm. to another thing that, that that's holding a lot of uh, black people down in the community when they're coming in with certain things is the code compliance people. I mean, you can go mm -hmm. in there into code compliance and get the right information and do the right things uh, that for your district, for your area, I mean, for your area, and you can call it to the person that's giving you this information. And they can send 
from the code compliance uh, management department can come in and send somebody else in there and change the whole dynamics of what you went through. And you would just have to go to court and fight to to uh, prove that what he was doing was right. And I've been going through that for a while. I'm just studying the, the code mm-hmm. compliance policies and stuff like that. And that's what I was wanted to ask the barrister. Barrister, do you see a, a far deal inside of the code compliance uh, uh, rules and regulations and why there's not a, enough lawyers taking up uh, code compliance complaints? Mm. Is the barrister there? Yes, he's on. Barrister, did you hear the question? Bar- Bar- compliance. Okay. And uh, he said uh, enough attorneys regarding code compliance, and 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 I don't, I can't respond to that because I don't know how many people are doing involved with code compliance, but I know it's very important. And I know there's people out there that working with people and representing people in regards to issues regarding code compliance concerning local governmental entities and uh, state and local, I should say. Or excuse me, county and local. So uh, it's important if you have an issue out there with code compliance, you can contact an attorney. Always contact and consult an attorney and get try to get information or get a referral uh, to another attorney who has experience or information regarding that. Consultation with attorneys is very important when you are involving yourself with, with governmental entities on all levels because of the administrative aspect of the law. And so it's very important. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. And y'all have a blessed day. And K-N-O-N, you rule. All right, thank you. Reverend Burnett, you're sounding great. Peace. Sam, do your job. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to quickly say something about code compliance. Reverend Burnett, do you remember when I was talking to you about uh, the packing house? Yeah. Okay, I went by there, and they have cleaned things up. Good, wonderful. So code compliance. The smell is gone too, huh? The smell is Clorox clean, and code compliance did a fantastic job of of coming in there and saying we can't have flies in a rest in a meat a butcher shop in the African American community. It's not acceptable, and it's not going to be tolerated. And they did a job on cleaning it up. It's Clorox clean in there now. Yeah, we've had those kind of fights before too. When uh, we had <clears throat> the, that uh, packing house down there on Second Avenue, adjacent to at that time Pearl C. Anderson Middle School, mm. uh, and uh, that was a big fight because the uh, odor was going into the school and everything. But the problem was really, if you want to look at the truth of the matter, was it was a dumb superintendent that put that uh, at the thing built there. Mm. at that place because the packing house was there it was there before the school ah. and it provided many jobs mm. for people in South Dallas see this was the beginning of the decline of South Dallas mm-hmm. South Dallas used to be a city uh, a part of the city just like any other part they had jobs that people were employed they had nice homes they still do 
and they had <laughs> had a middle class living in South Dallas. Mm-hmm. See, but the city has pulled everything out, put all the businesses out. The city didn't have to do it. These private corporations did it. Right. Put all the businesses out, and they put them in the suburbs, and that's where the that's why the suburbs have grown so big. Right. And the cities haven't grown because all the jobs was moved away. Right. Because it became predominantly a black community. Right. South Dallas became. It's been very, very, very cruel. Mm-hmm. So it's nine o'clock. We got to get out of here. We got to run. You got to have a good day. And we thank all of you listening. Thank all of you for calling. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. And thank you, Attorney America Robinson. Have a good day. Thank <laughs> you.